And welcome back to the Russ and Randy podcast, everybody, for Tips in 10. And we should actually keep this one less than, excuse me, fewer than 10 minutes. There we go. And we're here to help you brand and market your practice or hospital. And today's topic? Podcast. And the reason is that we have been looking at our analytics for our various podcast episodes. And oddly, our How to Grow Your Practice by Publishing a Podcast has been one of the most more popular yeah the most popular so we're gonna go over the nuts and bolts first three or four steps to start your podcast in case you want to travel down this road and we think you should because podcasting is growing by leaps and bounds and uh, most of your patients believe it or not regardless of your specialty are listening to podcasts and regardless of their generation regardless of their age it's just not it, it is a cross generation and what was the statistic you quoted you know, I looked it up yesterday. It's 45% of us have listened to a podcast in the last month. And that's regardless of age group or generation. Yeah. So it's everybody. Right. And it's it continues to grow. It continues to expand. So sure, everybody loves video and that's growing as well. And we've talked about using video to grow your practice. But the fact is podcast or audio is just so convenient for the user, for the listener. They can multitask. They can listen to your podcast while they walk the dog, while they're on the treadmill. You know, odds are next time you see someone with headphones and a smartphone, odds are they're not listening to music. They're listening to a podcast. And let me put in this plug. There are so few podcasts by clinicians that are published for patients. That is, you can grow your patient audience. So if nothing else, get started. So this episode is going to go over the three, four easy steps that we take or we recommend uh, to get you started. And we're going to talk about hosting. We're going to talk about how you're going to record and then connecting it to a platform like iTunes. Yep. And that's it. Easy peasy. So, you know what? Let's start at the very beginning. Let's start with your recording. And we're going to assume that everybody has a smartphone because you've already paid for that. It's free. So, and so there, there's no reason to buy a field recorder or anything, any special device. Uh, your iPhone may actually be better than recording on your computer. So, Take advantage of your iPhone. It can record digitally. It can record very good quality. There is one recommendation we have, and that is to, although you can use memos or some other uh, program or app to record on your phone, Russ and I advocate going ahead and installing an app specifically for voice recording. And the reason is it gives you more flexibility to get that recording off your phone onto your computer so you can edit it and then post it or upload it to your hosting account, which we'll talk in a minute. But as far as quality is concerned, you, your, your smartphone can do a great job of recording an audio. Whether it's your smartphone, iPhone, or your smartphone, Android, they all have some great voice recording apps available. And as Randy points out, the real point of, of paying for an inexpensive app, 5 or $10 maximum, is to get access to the different file types so that you can easily upload those. Just use your phone. Yeah, no reason to make this any harder than it needs to be. I use voice recorder on my iPhone. And as soon as I'm done recording, with a touch of a button, I can upload it to Dropbox or email it to myself or text it to myself uh, if it's not too large. And that makes it much easier to get the fileable in a workable fashion. What do you use? You know, I, I went ahead and purchased an app 
So I use a, an iPhone and I purchased the app that is called Voice Record Pro 7. It was $7. It was at the time, and this was a year or two ago, it was at the time the most highly rated 4.5 out of 5 stars. There may be others now. If somebody's interested, just do the search and look for the highest quality app. The, the last thing we want to mention about recording is you really don't even need a microphone, especially with the latest smartphones. They've got really good condenser microphones. Outstanding, outstanding recording quality on, without a, an external microphone. So you've got your recording device because you've got a phone. So you, there's no expense there. The only expense comes with hosting. So let's talk about hosting now. You know, Randy and I, um, I guess it was two years ago, opened an account on Libsyn. And we'll have these in our blog post that accompanies this episode. We opened an account on Libsyn. It was inexpensive, $5 a month. There are other alternatives. There's Podbean, also for $5 a month, and, and a few others. Let's talk about the reason you don't want to host your podcast episodes, your audio files, on your own WordPress website. And why would that be, Randy? Well, the audio files are larger files than the files that compose your website. So you don't want to slow down your website function. And also, at the same time, website hosting services or servers aren't designed to handle audio files in a fashion that you need for distribution, uploading and downloading. Yeah, it's the wrong platform. Yeah, they're just not efficient. And even worse, they'll charge you for it. They'll charge you for that extra storage. So just open an inexpensive account. $5 a month will do it. An inexpensive account on, say, Libsyn. L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. Yeah. And they will host your podcast episodes, all your audio. The other thing is that it we only pay month to month. So you're not paying for a whole year right out of the box. So if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You've burnt five or ten bucks. So now that you've got your audio file, you upload it to your podcast hosting platform. So after we get our file, we upload it to Libsyn. And you have to add titles, so on and so forth. The most important thing about choosing a host for your podcast is make sure it has an RSS feed. But they all do. But just make sure. So, so once you have your hosting account and you've been uploading your episodes, your podcast recordings, what would be the next step, Randy? I think the next thing is to open or start an iTunes account uh, to, to distribute, not host, uh, your podcast. Why iTunes? Well, it's the largest in the world, and I think that that's all that matters. Everyone knows, everyone interested in podcasts will eventually cross paths with iTunes. So that's why we chose iTunes, because it was kind of the 800-pound gorilla. It's free, but it does take a little bit of work to open an account. But once you open up an account, such as with your artwork and the description of your channel or your, show, your podcast, link your Libsyn account to iTunes via RSS feed. And each and every time you upload a podcast to Libsyn, it gets distributed to iTunes automatically. Automatically. Now, don't be intimidated by what Randy's saying. You're saying, you know, link it by RSS feed. That sounds technical and a little bit daunting. Wait a second. Let me just step in here. If you and I have figured this out, it can't be hard. No, it's not. So on your podcast hosting server, on that account, you'll find your RSS feed. You need to just copy and paste that into your iTunes account and bang, you're done. Yeah. And the rest of it's automated. It, you know, every time we upload our episode, we don't have to do anything on iTunes account. Once we've set that up, it's completely automated. And every, every week, 
it appears on our iTunes feed so people can find it on iTunes. We haven't touched our iTunes account since we started the podcast. Right. Are there others people should consider? And once they have, they've got it, their episodes, they've got a server, they've got iTunes account, anything else they should do? Well, you, you could consider other, other platforms or other channels to reach other audiences. We're on Stitcher because that's another place, that's another big platform or radio channel where people will look for podcasts. And then you and I are syndicated on ReachMD, which is for docs only. Not quite automated. Through RSS, we get, we get automatically distributed on Stitcher and iTunes. Yep. We have to manually upload some files for, for uh, appearance on ReachMD, but, you, but they do feature us. You know, this is nearly free at most, 5 or $10 a month, and you can reach a new audience. Listen. For those of you who really hate to write, you know, we've been talking about getting content on your website. That's essential to reach your audience, to grow an audience and bring traffic to your website, establish yourself as an authority in your niche, in your practice field. But you know, there's so many of us that just hate to write. And I got to say that talking to a microphone or talking to your smartphone is just so much easier than writing. And there are so few podcasts that are published by clinicians that are, quote, patient-facing, that are meant to be consumed by patient audience. You know, this is a wide-open opportunity for you to grow your practice. So don't miss this opportunity. Become an early adopter. Yeah, absolutely. Own your practice niche, and this is one way to do it. So consider it. Well, good luck to everybody. Those are the first three or four steps, how to get started. Again, it doesn't cost very much, and if Russ and I can do it, so can you. Thanks very much for joining. We'll see you next week. Please download, listen, rate, and review. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, ReachMD, and Libsyn. See you next week. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us. We sincerely hope that these sessions will help you to better connect with your patients. Our goal is to get you into the digital world and to get you found. Please leave a review of this podcast on iTunes, five stars, of course, and visit us at russandrandy.com for more how-to details. See you there, and until then, keep chilling.